Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Kate Zynard. Today on the podcast, we're talking about buying fabric online. Since it's harder to buy in fabric stores right now, we thought that would be a useful topic. Amanda is going to share her expertise on finding what you want and also share some fabulous fail stories. Then we'll talk about the makers in our lives and sharing our love of sewing with them. We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment. Then we'll ask you to share something too. But first, how's everybody doing? Everybody uh, hanging in there this kind of chilly Monday? Yeah, the weather is kind of throwing me for a loop today, honestly. I think it's... um. I'm like, I don't even know what to sew for this. <laughs> I know. But at least it's not snowing. It's just like no. in the 50s. Well, actually, some places I, I've been seeing on Instagram, I woke up at places in Ontario near Toronto have had snow, like light dustings of snow and stuff. It was snowing yesterday. Oh. I was looking out my window and I saw the flurries. It was crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's like we're trading our uh, our weather patterns here. Yeah. Oh. I know. I um. I sewed some shorts this weekend, actually. It took a little bit of time <gasps> oh. um, and sewed them really quickly. Just a little hack. Um, but And then it was kind of too cold to wear them, but I wore them anyway and just froze. <laughs> <laughs> I saw are those the yellow ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they are so cute. Those are ninis, like cropped? They, they are, yep. <gasps> yep. Yeah, that oh. was some thrifted fabric that I found. And I, I definitely, like... I don't sew a lot of shorts. I don't yeah. I don't like wear them a whole yeah. bunch. Um, except for in the summer, like when we're hiking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I every summer I'm think to myself, I should probably take some time to sew some shorts. Um, so this year I did. So I'm awesome. ready. Well, and I, it's supposed you know, to warm, warm up pretty yeah. quick. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I mean I, I generally kind of like the back and forth. Colorado weather, you know, that mm-hmm. that it's not like super cold for a super long period of time and it's um and it tends to go back and forth, but it does I think this time of year my um yeah, I just don't know what to sew yet. Yeah, I always get a little cranky when we get the cold days in May. Yeah. Um, yeah. But usually they're kind of the end of it and and yeah. we're moving away from that now, so. Mm-hmm. Is that the only thing you sewed this weekend, Amanda? Yeah, you know, I cut out a few projects. Um, I was kind of in a cutting out projects mood. So yeah. I try to take advantage of that when it hits because it's usually, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I'm not not feeling it. But yeah, that was it for me. How about you? Uh, yeah, I was in that mood on yeah Saturday night. I cut out a bunch of projects. I ended up on Saturday, I sewed three Sherwood tops. I showed three different versions. And then yesterday I made another ruffly like willow tank with like the ruffled hem and I made a pair of pants. So I sewed four tops and a pair of pants. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I I think you're starting to uh, outdo Amanda in her like constant sewing. I, yeah, it's just like when it's, it's, it's just so weird. I was sitting on the couch and I, I just, I just got up and just went to my studio. I said, I just, I need to just, just sew right now. <laughs> it was <laughs> nothing and, wrong with it. I know. No, not at all. It's just the way that, and I go to bed thinking about, so it's just, I'm embracing this time right now because it's just kind of get, I don't know. It's just, it's just helping me out right now. And I just, I'm loving it. And I'm just using up so many like scrap uh, fabrics because yeah, 
And like even in the willow tank, I didn't have enough to cut like the front and the back. So I like cut the back in like a different fabric from the front that was complimentary, but the ruffles all this. So I was just trying to just use up stuff. And yeah, it's been it's been fun. But I made the pair of pants that I made was my tried and true. So now I have like four pairs of like those, those Berta pants that I love. So I made like a green khaki pair. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect for this time of year though. And into summer too. I feel like mm-hmm. that particular pattern is so good. Mm-hmm. in many different seasons. So mm-hmm. you'll yeah. get a lot of wear out of those. Yeah. And I also have right behind me, I have another Intero shell cut out and another nice. willow <laughs> in white. <laughs> You're going to be ready. You're going to be so ready when summer comes. I'm going to yes, be so you ready. Are. Yeah. Well, I just, I, uh, I, just, yeah. I don't know. I didn't I didn't actually sew anything this weekend. I was I was not feeling it. My feet were bothering me. So um, but I did get a whole bunch of inspiration for um so my hair is getting longer and it's starting to kind of get in my face a little bit more and Meg's been wearing these cute headbands and so I um got a little inspiration going on and I spent a good chunk of the weekend uh crocheting and there was one that was knit uh some little headbands and kerchiefs um to kind of keep my hair back when I'm when it's starting to annoy me. So that's what I did with my weekend. I knitted and crocheted. I have a um, subscription to a, uh, it's a yarn subscription and they send a ball of yarn every month, but they're not, you know, huge balls of yarn. So they're, you know, you have to find little projects for them, but this turned out headbands and, and little kerchiefs are really great for, for little balls of yarn. So. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love that. Nice. I forget to make accessories and stuff like that. But I love I love making headbands and stuff, especially with mm-hmm. like knit fabric scraps. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I so used useful. to make a lot more of them, but yeah, I just wear them like literally this is I because when I wash my face, I um I, I put them in and then this is me just intentionally forgetting to take it off from the my morning face wash and so I just <laughs> leave it on. <laughs> I don't purposely like ironically this one matches my like kind of peach minky top that I'm wearing right now. But <laughs> oh, nice. anyways, I but, love yeah, it. I love that Kate. I, it's so cute. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Shall we get started? Yeah. I know. I even just doing some like research for this um this episode, I already have like some fabric in my cart again, even though I just ordered some on the weekend and I've just been crazy <laughs> ordering. I know. It's 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 a dangerous door to open. Oh yes. So in sewing, there is truly no better feeling when the, the fabric package arrives and you rip it <laughs> open and you see your online fabric purchase for the first time. And when you can't get to a fabric store, a great option is to actually shop for fabric online. So do we, how often do we shop for fabric online? What's our kind of experience um, with shopping for fabric? Mine's kind of moderate. Um, I will, if I, if there's something I know I want that I'm sure I can't find at my local fabric store, um, I'll go online looking for it. And then sometimes I just end up browsing around looking for ideas and then I, you know, am weak and and buy things that I probably shouldn't. So I don't think I do it as extensively as Amanda, but um, I definitely yeah. shop online now and again. And of course, now the only uh, fabric I've successfully purchased since the quarantine began has been from online and online fabric mm-hmm. stores. So, yeah, I definitely I shop pretty regularly online for fabric. Um, 
And that's, I think it's has a lot to do with the fact that I plan things far in advance. And Mm, I used mm -hmm. to be, I used to do this a lot more. I haven't been doing it as much in recent years that I would kind of shop online seasonally. So like do a bigger order with stuff that I know I'm going to make for the next season um, at the start of each season and then kind of fill in between there with um, kind of less planned purchases online with with a mix of going to fabric stores near me and buying some kind of one-off fabrics as well. So I'd say that I've done it um, fairly extensively. A large part of that is due to the fact as well that um, oftentimes my family will get me gift certificates to fabric stores. Right. And so, you know, I use those um, for online purchases quite often. So yeah, I was, I, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, how are are they still filled? Are they all cashed in? Because you usually get them oh. for the holidays, right? Yeah. Oh, I pretty much spend them before I get them. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was wondering if you still I was oh, like, I'm yeah. sure they're all gone and cleared no. up. <laughs> I, I feel like, I don't know. I usually have like tabs on my phone with fabric and carts. Just, oh, really? Yeah. And it's not oh, that yeah. I buy it all. Um, I just like to fake f- like fabric shop online. It's one of my hobbies. <laughs> I thought everybody did it. <laughs> oh, that's you know, funny. Just, uh, yeah. Like late night, if I, if I can't sleep or something, I'll hop on or, you know, I think another thing that happens quite often is I follow a lot of fabric stores on Instagram. Oh, and yeah. I think that's, you know, it's either a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but pretty steady stream of um, shopping inspiration there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, until like recently, I never shopped for fabric online. And now I just like, I'm becoming, yeah, like I just ordered so much in the past like couple of weeks. I think it's because I'm getting this sewing like splurt like uh and yeah. now I'm kind of running out of big bigger yardage yep. of mm-hmm. things because I have so many like off cuts and random cuts and um yeah so it's been it's been really fun to do. Uh so have you um sorry uh fabric shopping online so do you actually have a specific project like generally project in mind and then you go find the fabric or you just kind of browse and let the fabric lead you and then determine what you're going to make with it once you get at it or is it a mix for for me i usually go with a planned pattern i usually i'm looking for something specific though occasionally i'll i'll find something and be like oh this is great but i usually decide what i want to make with it before i order the yardage so i make sure that i'm getting enough Oh, right. Yes. That's, that's true. <laughs> so you know how much to order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. I mean, I think that I usually have something in mind. Um, I don't know. I haven't really, I mean, aside from Instagram, I feel like most of the online shopping, um, that I've done, it's kind of harder to browse. Like it's kind of harder to just find something by chance you kind of have to be looking for something specific so but I will occasionally buy something online that I don't necessarily have a plan for but I I think more of those kind of impulse buys happen in person um just because I mean I I don't know how it would even work but some some kind of shopping platform that was more browsable just for fun, you know, instead of going in, I know I need some denim and I need, you know, this and this and this. Um, 
So yeah, I definitely, you know, I got a plan. Yeah, it's, it's hard to look through fabrics just in general on an online fabric store. You have to kind of have a starting category that you want to look at or else it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. <laughs> There's just too much. Yeah. Well, that's what I was doing. I literally had, I bought six different fabrics from two different places and I'm still waiting for them to come in. I'm so excited, but, (laughs) uh, and I have zero plans for any of them. (laughs) I just, I just kind of went and because I'm so new to like online fabric shopping, um, I guess, well, for me, there's a difference between we do a lot with our jobs. Like Mm -hmm. if we're working with a company that has like, then I would have a plan. I need, they're providing fabric for this project Mm -hmm. for that. And so it's, but for me, like this is my first like personal experience with shopping online. So, (laughs) but I guess some of those tips like really do carry over because there are huge hurdles with online fabric shopping. Like, A, you can't, feel it. You can't right, see right. it. Um, so I don't know. Let's talk about that. Like what, what are some things that you can do to kind of get a better idea of like different colors? Like uh, when I was looking at, I was trying to look at it three different screens, like my phone, my computer, and then like um, my uh, Julian's computer, because he gets different, to kind of get like if it was so different from each one or um, it's just hard to sometimes know color if you're color matching. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, and I, I think that the color thing is is something where you're just going to have to accept that that's the way it's yeah, going to be popping yeah. online. It's like, I'm going to, okay, so this is black. So I'm going to expect it to come in black. Yeah. But, you know, this is, this is bone and this is ivory. And I yes. need to yeah. hope that... I'm going to get kind of the color I want. And I I think you can't, you can't go too hard into making sure that, you know, this, this has to match this other fabric. Absolutely. Exactly. Unless they are like from the same, they're like basically the same fabric in different weights or something. You're just going to have to say, okay, I'm going to have to be okay with this shade of coral coming in a little pinker or a little oranger, depending on how it comes in. Cause I don't really have any control over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that I do sometimes, like if I know who the maker is or, you know, the particular brand of fabric, and there are a couple out there, um, sometimes I will like do a Google search for that color and check out the color on other websites just to see oh, how they compare. that's a good idea. Um, because I can't tell you how many like y- yards of olive fabric that I have ordered that comes in and it's just gray. Like I just, (laughs) that just keeps happening to me. Um, And I don't know, I I do think, I don't know, maybe some colors are trickier than others. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think if you can, if you can compare it to another website, sometimes you can get a slightly better view. Yeah, that's a tricky real. I didn't think about that. That's a yeah. This segment is basically just me asking kind of Amanda <laughs> questions. <laughs> my limited tip knowledge. <laughs> well, saying that I have a lot of tips is kind of a misnomer because I just have a lot of fails. <laughs> so, oh, no, but that's, like the best tips come from fails. Yeah, like totally. totally. Like yeah. and I want to hear all of the fails. I love a good fail. <laughs> oh my god, I have so many. Um, one other tip that I have that um that I have, you know, just kept in mind over the years. I think, again, this isn't always the case with garment fabrics, but if you kind of know the maker, then you, 
I don't know. I have a little bit more trust and faith when yes. I order fabrics oh, from yeah. like um, anything from Robert Kaufman. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's going to come um, and be high quality. And also Telio Fabrics, which yep. I believe yes. is um, Canadian based. Yeah. I tend to, like if I think that, you know, you can just kind of make things a little bit of a safer bet for yourself if yeah. you know a maker and you've ordered them before, order them mm-hmm. again and save your kind of um, kind of last minute impulse purchases for in-person um, mm-hmm. because those are just harder to know what you're actually going to get. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah. So my tips, do you mind if I give oh, a couple yes, tips? Yes, yes. I, I, um, no, I don't mind. Yes. I'm you don't sorry. mind? Okay. <laughs> I was about to say I mind, but then I meant to say I don't mind. Oh, geez. Case of the Mondays over here. Oh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) So um, some places will have a um, basically a fabric weight measurement. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, And it it, it might be grams per yard. It might be pounds, you know, something like that. Um, And it's generally different depending on where you are. But if you look at that, you can usually get a feel for how heavy a fabric is going to be because that's Mm -hmm. part of your thing. You look at it and it's like, Okay, so this is medium weight. What does medium weight mean? Um, And so I find that to be very useful. They usually also have some descriptions. They'll tell you if it's sheer. They'll tell you if it's opaque. They'll usually describe a little bit of the hand, if it's really drapey, if it's kind of stiff, that sort of thing. They'll usually mention if it's got a sheen. Um, And so you can kind of take all of those clues together and try to figure out, you know, is this going to be something that's going to work for me or not? And of course, they have the fabric percentages. So you can also, you know, decide if this is a very lightweight, sheer polyester, maybe that's going to be hideously staticky and I just don't want to go with that. Oh, yeah. Or maybe you do. Maybe you love staticky polyester. I don't know. I don't judge. But um, (laughs) that's how I usually make my decisions before I make something like that. Uh, before I buy something like that. And uh, it hasn't really steered me wrong yet. The only thing I've run into is a knit that uh, didn't have a lot of recovery. But other than that, I've mostly been successful. Um, Yeah. So that's what I like to look at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like knits in general are a lot harder to buy online than Mm -hmm. wovens. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of my fails have come from that just because, I mean, you can you can look at all of that information. And I'd say, you know, the the more information the site has, the better. And yes, I feel like I'm more inclined to people to buy from people who have all of those various kinds of information out there. But mm-hmm. even then with knits, there's just so much like, like you mentioned the recovery, Kate, um, there's just so many variables into um, how they hang and how they, and how sheer they're going to be. Right. Um, which have, that comes up all the time for me. Well, and, um, and usually when, when you're talking about that list of, of things that they describe, they don't usually describe the recovery. They, yeah. mm-hmm. they might describe the, the stretch, but they're not going to say, and it recovers really well, or, but if you wear this without an elastic band in it, it will fall off eventually because it's just going to grow with your movement, which is yeah. what happened yep. to me. <laughs> oh, no. I know. I guess, I guess I would say like, it's still, even if you, 
you do all your research, it's still a bit of, it's not an exact science. Yeah. Um, I believe the word that we used to describe it when we were talking about this was crapshoot. And <laughs> I feel like maybe it's a little better than that. Um, but I, cause you can go into it, um, with, with making your best educated guess, but you also just kind of have to, yeah, be open to what comes. Maybe you have to change your plan a little bit and yep. maybe mm-hmm. that's okay. Definitely. Um, you might open it up and find that what you've got in front of you is not going to work for what you planned and you're just going to have to plan something else. Yeah. Adjust or diet which I do sometimes. Um, (laughs) The other thing I will say too is I really like um, online stores that have an Instagram presence and they post a lot of pictures. You know, you you just see the little swatch. You see the full thing. Maybe there's a lot of places um, create little videos showing the fabric moving, which I think is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, but just seeing it in natural light, I think sometimes, and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, if you've, um, maybe if you've ordered from them before, or you're, you know, you, you're kind of loyal to that one store, you know, that they're the images that they put up on Instagram are really pretty true to life colors. Um, so I think the more, the more imagery you can view before you buy the better, which just doesn't always happen. Um, particularly with some of the bigger online fabric stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so definitely the more information mm-hmm. that they provide you, the better. And I love when they even provide what I like uh, when they say, you know, it's good for dresses and yeah. black, like even not even specific. I know some get really specific about this particular pattern, but I like when they suggest, you know, go good for, you know, pants and skirts, but maybe like it's not good for a blouse. Like I think Moo mm-hmm. does that where they um, they say just the general garment uh, mm-hmm. that it's good for. And that's like a really good indicator for the weight. Because sometimes like I don't know like what you were ta- uh, talking about, Kate, like the weight, like the grams per like, square meter or something. If I read that number, I'll be like, okay, like, what does that mean? Like, do I weigh? Like, I, I, yeah. And I don't know sometimes like what that, I guess I just, cause I don't have too much experience, like putting the number to a fabric that I right. order and kind of putting those two together. But I could see the more you do that, the, um, yeah. Cause I could just look at the number like, okay, like, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mostly I have a I have a base one that I got one time oh, and I'm like, OK, this is go. 170 grams per meter. So now I know if I'm ordering something that's 280, okay, it's going to be a certain that's amount a, heavier than this. That's what I need to do. Yeah. yeah. You need your base one that you. Yes. It's like you have a swatch and, and you just a sticky note when ordering fabric on it. This is what this way. Yes, exactly. You know, I think that's a great idea. I like think that is a really good a idea. Fabric. <laughs> You know, like all the fabrics that you've ordered, because I do, you do learn as you do it and as you make Mm -hmm. mistakes. There was one point when I think that I had ordered, um, like all of the different kinds of Robert Kaufman knit fabrics Uh online. And it was really, it was really helpful to know like, well, this Uh is what their organic stuff feels Mm -hmm. like. And this is what their modal blend is like. And, um, I think that was. Yeah, that was really, that was a good bit of research that I unintentionally did. Do you guys ever order swatches? You know how sometimes you can order swatches? Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever done that? No. I usually Um, like want the fabric now. I know. I was, I'm too (laughs) impatient. I'm too impatient. (laughs) You know what? I ordered, I got a a Spoonflower gift card, which I 
actually don't know its current location, so I really need to find that. Um, but Uh-oh. I know, right? Amanda has it. No, I'm just <laughs> I would not. I wouldn't put it past her. Um, but I did order the uh, Spoonflower Swatch set. You know, they'll send you oh, a, whole, I, I a swatch of all of their different um, fabrics so that you can, you know, because I figure if I'm going to, you know, blow a pretty big gift card on self-printed fabric, the least I can do is make sure I like the fabric before I oh. decide on my print and everything. So Totally. And that's, yeah. And that's another thing, like to um, gather some knowledge about like what what's a poplin, what's a twill, mm-hmm. what like mm-hmm. you need to. I I just pulled out this book um, that I had from fabric science class in school, and it's like the fabric swatch guide. Ooh. And you can actually order this on Amazon, and uh, it just has like every fabric. There's pages and their characteristics cool. and the actual proper kind of weave and the so you can feel it. So mm-hmm. I have been actually utilizing that when I'm ordering fabric. Um, but just kind of knowing and That's educating awesome. yourself. Yeah, what cer- certain, you know, um, like what's a chalice? Which, uh, what does this feel like? Or, you know, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard. Like if you just start out sewing too and you oh, order, like yeah. it's, you might know cotton and you might... You know, uh, it could be definitely, definitely hard. Um, and another tip that I just wanted to get into, sometimes the smaller, um, kind of the the ones with more curated, like I know mm-hmm. Blackbird um, orders like this, just be weary of a lot of times it's priced in half yards, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that can really get you, which I learned <laughs> this weekend. I, I've never but. actually seen that, but that's that's no? interesting. No, I've only mm-hmm. ever seen. I mean, you can you can buy. Well, one of my favorite uh, stores, you can buy fractions of a yard, and one of the others you can't. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, that's when you're saying I want one and a half yards as opposed to you know, buying yeah. this in half yards. <laughs> yeah. But they're actually like listed at like when you see the price, like usually you would just think, oh, that's per yard right. and you see the price, but there it's, it's per half yard. And so you need to order um, more, but uh, so that's just one thing to be conscious of, of when you're uh, no. And then obviously how much to order. I know stylish fabrics, they have a, um, I find it helpful. They have a, a like a what's a fabric estimator, and they have the oh, estimate cool. for like a shorts, a pair of pants, a shirt, and they have like t- like a jumpsuit, a men's top, and it's a good range, like not too broad, but a good range to estimate if you kind of generally want to make a skirt, how much to order. So I always mm-hmm. think that those, and again, the more information, uh, the better. So, what's are our favorite um, places to shop from? What, well, what you just we go up, to the most? You just brought up stylish fabrics, and yeah. I very much like shopping at stylish fabrics. I don't. Nice. The more I think about it, I'm not sure that I've any, ever bought anything from them except for their jersey, their rayon jersey. Oh, but I yeah. really love their rayon jersey. It's uh, it's really drapey and it's really soft, um, and it comes in a whole bunch of different weights. That's actually where I got my base weight swatch was my uh, (laughs) tank top my my tank top uh, weight uh, (laughs) jersey and then since then I've acquired some slightly heavier that I make bottoms with so I have my bottom weight my top weight Um, so big fan of them I also really like fashion fabrics club Um, I know Amanda and I were talking about this earlier she's had a she's had some weird experiences with them but I've found everything I've gotten from them I've absolutely loved except for that one knit without good recovery and you know 
all in all, com- based on the whole number of things that I've gotten from them, I'm not you know, really freaked out about that one. I think you have to expect some fails in the whole situation. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. And I will say they're um, super affordable. Yes, um, yes. Stylish fabrics, you know, too. They're both, both I, good prices. I think that that comes into play for me sometimes, too. Like, I might be willing to take a gamble on some yardage that's not yes. super duper expensive. And yes. then if it's, you know, not a complete success, still be okay with things. Right. But then yeah. if you want to, it, but if you're going to spend $15 a yard on something, then you want to know that it's um, reliable. And that's mm-hmm. when I actually go to fabric.com, which I believe mm-hmm. is associated with Amazon. I think it's the same company. And um, oh, really? I think so. Yes. Um, and and I, uh, that's where I usually get my name brands. If I want to get mm-hmm. a Robert Kaufman fabric or oh, a Telio okay. fabric or something something like that, that's where I usually go to look because they usually have have them there and have them branded so that you can be like, okay, I want to get, you know, the Robert Kaufman linen in this color. Oh, look, they've got the Robert Kaufman in this color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. those are kind of my, yeah. my go-tos. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? I'm also a fan of fabric.com and I think it's because I do get a lot of Robert Kaufman fabric from them. It's more, <laughs> it's again, like my basics, you know, like mm-hmm. if I need some denim or some linen, I feel like they stock a lot of different kinds of fabric. And mm-hmm. if I'm going to do like a bigger purchase for the season, then I'm probably going to go there because I know I can get a bunch of different kinds of fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a lot of other favorites too. I am a fan of mood. I haven't bought mm-hmm. a ton of fabric from them. Um, but I, fu- I feel like they also have a really good, um, collection and i like that they um have a lot of really special type stuff they have a lot of dead stock and you know designer fabrics that um you really can't find anywhere else which i think is awesome but also like sometimes it sells out really quickly Mm -hmm. um or faster than the time i would have to get a swatch and decide yes or no and Mm -hmm. um that that kind of pressure just I, sometimes I can't handle it. Um, I'm, I'm also a big fan of Blackbird fabrics. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like oh, they yeah. do such a good job of having a lot of different types of um, photography and also show a lot of examples of their fabric sewn up mm-hmm. in indie patterns. So you can, you know, see that particular fabric in um, in a pattern and maybe it's the exact pattern you were thinking about making or maybe it's something similar and you can just really get a sense of how the fabric performs. So I really value that. Um, same with FancyTigerCrafts.com. They are oh, actually yeah. local to Denver. Um, so I I mean, I love supporting them. They're, it's a great small business in the Denver area, but also kind of awesome because you can order um, from them. They are doing curbside pickup right now um, because of the uh, quarantine situation but also i can um if i really have to have something i can jet down there and pick it up Um, (laughs) plus they're all so nice and it's a really again inspiring group of passionate makers and they they have a really active blog and so you can see different fabrics sewn up in different patterns um also a really really big fan of stone mountain and daughter fabrics they have they have them Oh, they have an extensive Uh-oh. collection. <laughs> yeah. 
would be taking a lot. Danger zone, pretty much all of this is danger zone. Um, But they just have an extensive collection, um, a lot of natural fabrics and fibers and just a ton of stuff and a nice mix of um, staples and special stuff, um, which I think is and and um, a lot of imports, I feel like. So some some stuff that just um, you're not going to find anywhere else, which I think is awesome. Also a big fan of style maker fabrics. Um, it's a small um, fabric store and they do a really neat thing. Um, I think each season they put together, they, they kind of put together a collection of fabrics and then they do a blog tour each season and show the different fabrics um, kind of sewn up in, in different patterns but it's it's kind of cool because you can shop by collections so there's like a winter winter florals collection or there's like a beach collection and all of the fabrics kind of um kind of coordinate loosely so if you were like shopping for the season and you wanted to make a couple of things you could kind of start there and know that the things are going to go together which i think is just a really neat way to um to curate fabric um one final one I'll mention, um, and then I have a question too, is um, for iCat fabrics, which is um, kind of one of my favorite things to sew. It's like um, hand woven, but you get a little bit of pattern and print in there. Um, and it just has a neat look and it's so comfortable. Um, a lot of times I think it's mostly largely cotton, um, but I ordered from itokri it's i-t-o-k-r-i.com and they're actually based in india and um they source the handwoven fabrics directly from the makers um i haven't done like a full um set of research about them but i know that several other people online order from them and they are like super friendly i think that was the most fun package i have ever opened in my life (gasps) it was it came with goodies it came with you know, like their regional newspaper wrapping around the box of fabric. It was so cool. Is that what you sewed your sew your roll in? That was yes. one of those fabrics. Nice. Exactly, and I it's love really that. again, it's it's pretty affordable. Um, but I they have a, just an extensive collection, and I really I was super happy with how quick it came. Largely because it was the start of the quarantine um, setting, and I had forgotten that I had ordered the fabric. So it came and it was like <laughs> right on time. Um, yes. But I really good, really good customer service as well. So, um, but I know a lot of people actually buy fabric on eBay. And I was curious to hear if oh. either one of you had done that. Mm-mm, I haven't. No. No. Oh, wait, that's not right. I did. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, I was I have a a purse that I wanted to make using um, this uh, metallic pink cork that my mother-in-law gave me. And I was just searching and searching and searching for some quilting cotton that would go with it. And I finally found, oh, who was it? Um, Oh, gosh, darn it. Um, Well, it'll come to me eventually, but I found a specific collection that... Um, had just exactly the colors I wanted. It had like a perfectly matching pink that was kind of metallic and then it was white and black and it had some stripes and it had some polka dots and it had some hearts and it just, it was fantastic, but I could not figure out where I could possibly find it locally. 
And I think Fabric.com was out of it. And in the end, I found it on eBay and I got, I think, three fabrics from that collection um, to make the purse. And it went lovely. I got my fabrics. They were just what I wanted them to be. And everything was great. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I just I'm kind of overwhelmed with the search functionality on eBay mm-hmm. in yeah. general. It's the hard. bidding, it's yeah. even buying anything on eBay kind of I don't know. I've only done it once and it was very confusing. Yeah. And <laughs> but I think you can get a deal. Like I think Oh, yeah. Totally. Um yeah. I think, well, I think, I think mine was you... a mine wasn't a bidding situation. It was yeah, just, just a, like a buy it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm intrigued. I I wonder if anyone knows any tricks for eBay fabric scores, let us know. Yeah. Well, again, totally. I knew exactly what I was looking for. So I think that helped a yeah. lot. Oh, totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I, could, I think I it is different. The brand. Yeah. If you're looking for quilting cotton, then I think it's, I think oh. you could still get surprised by, um, by quilting cotton if you don't know exactly what you are purchasing. But in general, that's mm-hmm. a lot easier to purchase online than yeah. garment fabric. What about you, Meg? Do you have favorites? Well, um, I I really like Blackbird. They're the ones that I, I like to try and shop in uh, Canada because of like duty, just to avoid even duty charges. Sometimes when they come from when I ordered some um, from Fabric.com, I actually ordered my wedding uh, the jumpsuit, the bottom kind of fabric mm-hmm. that satin. I ordered from them, and it was great. It, it Actually, the green uh, fabric? No, no, no. The, oh. the ivory kind of satin that oh, I made okay. the bottom of my jumpsuit in. And thank gosh, it perfectly matches <laughs> matched my uh, lace. But there was like some like duty try. I don't know. So I try and always shop Canadian where I can. And so Blackbird is probably my favorite. I really like um, – and I, I like how it, it's like they, they do the work for you in the terms of you know you're getting a quality fabric. Like I like yeah. the – I I like how there's not as it's not as overwhelming and they get right. different it's pattern selections. It's curated. I really like that. I also love and I this I ordered uh, a bunch over the weekend. Is um, she's local to Toronto? It's called a uh, Match Point fabric, and I think yeah, she was even a guest on the our, our friends over at Love to Sew too. She did a podcast about um, like sustainable fabric. So all of her is like locally sourced um, dead stock and sustainable basics. And so it's all, um, and some of her proceeds go to um, like the clean clothes campaign. And so I ordered a bunch from uh, her there and I'm super excited. I have, yeah, plans for a jumpsuit, I think. Well, we'll see when it gets in. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I like my change. Yeah, plans might change, but those are really ch- yeah. Um, but from experience through work, um, I really like um, Minerva Crafts as mm-hmm. well. But just be careful. Sometimes in the U, uh, they're UK based. They're in meters, so sometimes you need to be um, when you're ordering kind of yardage that from meters mm-hmm. to yards and, and just things like that. Um, but I guess it's, it's okay if you're, you, you think you're ordering in yards, but in this meters, cause you get more than what you thought. Right. Um, so I really like them and yeah, I, I'm really, I, I want to try fancy tiger crafts. I want to do an order from, from them. I know my friend who just started sewing again 
I was asking her, I was like, what are, like, where did you get fabric? She goes, it's actually at this place in Denver. And I was like, oh, really? Where? She goes, Fancy Tiger Crass. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, I know them. And yeah, she, she had, she got their Fen dress. Like she ordered the paper mm-hmm. pattern and she's made it like, five, like it's the only pattern she has right now. She's made it five <laughs> times. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a good one though. I yeah. Know. It's super cute. Cute, yeah. cute pattern. So I think that's on my list to order from, uh, yeah. order from next. But, um, yeah. And I also, oh, I also love Spoonflower. I think they're quite, yeah. uh, I like, how you can order different prints on different fabrics. I've, I actually have ordered, um, that was kind of my first actually online fabric ordering experience because it was kind of custom. So I used to order them like years ago and doing some custom prints. So yeah. So those are my, my top picks, but I do, I will, I, it's hard to say if I will continue going shopping online as much when the fabric stores open, I'm a bit curious what will happen when I can go to fabric stores again? Like, will I continue to still order or just really not anywhere? I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, I see, I can see a place for both Yeah, in, in your sewing, you know, if you're, if online is your place to get your like things that you, you know what you're going to get. Yes. Um, and then in person is your impulse stuff. Cause I, I don't think it's fun to do it 100% either way. It's kind of nice to do a little bit of both mm-hmm. as you're sewing. So there mm-hmm. are those kind of one-off cue jumping projects and fabrics. Um, so yeah, there's room for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and please, if anyone has any online fabric um, sources for interfacing, wo- like a woven fusible, please let me know. Everywhere, I, I Amazon sold out. I tried to look at like Fabricville, which is like, I think the Canadian... Jo- version of Joanne's <laughs> and they're all out. <laughs> I need interfacing. <laughs> I can't find oh, it anywhere. No. That's so oh. strange. I wonder why. I I don't know. Do it's- you think people were, I know that um, there were a couple of fabric mask patterns that called for oh, an maybe. interfacing layer, but it was, oh. I don't think it was sewing. It wasn't fusible. Hmm. Hmm. It's it's things have gotten pretty. I I made my willow tank with I I cut the I the confined facing just in a thicker fabric. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what work I work around. It actually kind of worked. I'm yeah, not lie. <laughs> nice. So I'm being creative. Maybe we could have an episode on other things that you can do if you don't have interfacing. <laughs> yeah, but you should. And then I've even had to dive into like you know for just basic embroidery like backing like that really cheap like rip apart what is it called like pellen uh the fusible yeah, like, mm-hmm. i don't like using or... that for garments but it's like too papery but i had to use it for a waistband and i don't know things are getting desperate getting real. desperate <laughs> things are getting grim <laughs> things are getting grim in the interfacing end it's gonna be real I, ha- I literally have a piece like this big left and i'm just saving i don't know what for but we'll see so she was indicating, I'd say maybe two feet. Oh yeah, by one I always foot. forget that <laughs> no one can see me except for you two. I'm like holding up my hands. Yeah, it's anyways. Yeah, three feet by like two feet. Yeah. So not that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I think I definitely need to check. I'm going to check it. We'll put all the links in our yeah. show notes, but I'm going to yep. go through every one that Amanda <laughs> recommended. I'm scared what I'll come out with, but I know it's yes, a danger zone. 
I'm not I'm not going to do it until I can think of something I actually need, which surprisingly is right now. So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. Oh, before I have some. um, I want to first before we uh, take a break and hop on to our next topic, I want to know some of Amanda's fails. And then I just, before I forget, I have some knit tips for getting knits online. Just make sure to look for if it's a two-way or a four-way stretch. So if you're making a thing like a bathing suit or like kind of active wear, you definitely want it to be four-way stretch. So that's a good indicator if you know it's the right knit for you. Two-way stretch, it won't stretch like lengthwise. So definitely no like body suits or anything. And then Mm -hmm. also look for the spandex percentage in the actual um, content. So if there's, you know, good 20% spandex, you know, it's nice and stretchy and good. So right. those are just two little num- numerical, um, not new. Well, the second one, I guess it is, it has two way and four way. What am I talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> References. And now I want to know Amanda's greatest, um, fail from ordering online. Oh, you know, I think I have the usual assortment. Um, Yeah. Like sometimes I've just gotten the wrong fabric. Like the listing was wrong and then I got it. Or sometimes things are surprisingly metallic and it wasn't listed that they were metallic. Um, Again, usually okay with that. Um, A big thing for me has been sheer fabric with with both knits and wovens. Like anything. That's why why I order dark and black fabric a lot. (laughs) Because yeah. I mean those those can still be sheer, but it, I think anytime I venture out of that, I feel like I've gotten a lot of fabric that came in and was um, sheer than I thought it would be, um, sheer than it's listed to be, and so it's usually that's the stuff that sits in my stash because I don't really know what to do with it. Um, and then I think the other thing that has happened a lot has been just wrong color tone. So um, I I was kind of trying to figure out. Um, which color is the hardest to purchase online? Oh, I don't, I think they all have their like particular challenges, but as I mentioned, olive green coming in as like drab gray happens to me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like brown is really hard to order online because, and that, that was a fail for me recently. I ordered um, some twill that was umber and it came and it's like, chocolate cake brown there's no umber about it so (laughs) i don't know i think those are probably my biggest um yeah it's amazing how many shades of brown there are brown is hard and Mm -hmm. i yeah but i think i think red is probably pretty hard too but Mm -hmm. um blue might be safest because chances are if it's like off a little bit you'll still like it because blue's Mm -hmm. so likable but I don't know. Green, olive green and brown have been the hardest oh, for me, I think. I just ordered some brown fabric. I don't know. I need to go look at the picture. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my olive green was pretty successful. So yeah. and my my uh, kind of khaki, khaki t- beige tan was pretty successful. So I'm feeling pretty good about my colors right now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think it just, you know, it depends on how many photographs you have to kind of compare it to, how many photographs they have on their site. Mm-hmm. And even then, again, like, also, also, I can think of some things that could happen um, for fails is print scale. If you think oh, you're yeah. getting um, something 
you know, to, just to know a scale. I like when they have like measurements. Um, mm-hmm. So again, obviously always the, inf- uh, I could see how that could go very wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think stripes too. I think, yes, ex- yeah. you know, I mean, even if they have oh, the ruler, on. you get it in person. Yeah. Um, I've definitely ordered fabric that I thought was um, striped with the grain and came um, <gasps> oh, across no. the grain, grain before, oh. um, just because of how it was photographed. But I think it's, I mean, I, yeah, like there's, even if you know everything you can know about it before you order, you still kind of have to let go. And maybe sometimes that's good, you know, like mm-hmm. for your, it's a little creative challenge for you. And maybe it turns into something else that you absolutely love that you wouldn't have made if you had gotten exactly what you wanted. So do you measure your fabric when you cut? Cause I know at the fabric store, you can see them going like one, mm-hmm. two, three. Do you remeasure it when you get it in to um, see if you got enough? Only if I think it looks off. Oh, okay. I was um, just wondering. That just came to mind. But yeah, like mind. I, and yeah, I don't think that's happened too much. Occasionally, mm. um, actually, I think Fashion Fabrics Club will occasionally send a little bit more than I order. Oh, love um, that. Which isn't, which isn't a bad thing. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, only if you're, if you think it might be way off. Yes. Otherwise, and- I trust people. And then another to is to look at the width of, so if you're knowing you're ordering a certain amount yes. of fabric, make sure to look at the width. If it's really narrow, you'll need more. Mm-hmm. And if it's wide, well, you'll just have more fabric. <laughs> if you just, like me, I just, I or over order in like literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always on the upper end of ordering because I do love scraps <laughs> as well. <laughs> You know, I will say there that reminds me one time I ordered two yards of fabric and I think it was from one of the bigger um, online fabric stores and it came in two, in two single yard cuts. <gasps> and I was like, rude you guys, this won't work. How and I guess rude. they like ran out and then started the next bolt, which you would think that they would know that wasn't okay. But the other thing about the fabric was it was more of a textured, a textured fabrics can be a little tricky too. Like if uh-huh. you, cause you can kind of get a sense of it. Um, but I had ordered this like a double gauze and it was like completely flat. Like there was no oh. texture to it at all. Um, so I, it may have been that you wash it and it kind yeah. of crinkles up, but I, I couldn't get past the two yards cut in half. That's um, so a tragedy that is such a tragedy <laughs> that you know, is. I, feel like, I feel like most um like I, I feel like there's pretty good customer service in the oh yeah fabric sure. mm-hmm. the online fabric world so do you want to thread online ever i don't but there, i know that there are a couple of online stores that will thread match for you and oh. send you fabric i wish i could remember um who does it? I'll have to, I can put it in the show notes because um, I'll, I'll figure it out. But that is a handy, handy thing because I can't imagine oh, yeah. trying to, unless you had um, a thread card, which I've seen a couple people um, purchase thread cards mm-hmm. um, to, to buy thread online. So you get the full card and you can match it to yeah. the fabric you have and order it and know that it'll come in. Yeah. Because I'm thinking so. if I'm if I'm ordering fabric online, but I need to go to the store with my swatch anyway to get thread. It's like might as well just get my fabric from 
I don't know. You'll I, just I just buying more. Yeah, I just <laughs> it just popped into my mind right now. Like if going pure online, like thread. I was like, I don't even know where to buy thread online. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll I'm do some research and report worms. back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know where to buy some embroidery thread online, but oh. that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, that is a whole other thing for sure. Oh, hey, and I just oh, figured out wow. um, before we get into our next section who um, is offering thread matching with their online fabric um, purchases, and it's Style Maker Fabrics. Oh, um, nice. And I think it's a service they just started. Um, there may be some other stores, but I think that's definitely worth looking into, um, especially if it's a really different kind of shade from your normal mm -hmm. and what you might have in your stash. So fun fact. There you go. Cool. Oh, thank Amanda. you. Juicy, Fun. juicy topic, y'all. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Shall we take Very. a quick break and then come back yeah. in a moment? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. So in May, um, we talk here at our company about being raised by a maker, but our parents aren't the only makers in our lives. I want to talk about the other makers we know and how we share our crafts with them, not just sewing specifically, but any craft that strengthens the bond between us. So I'm going to ask for some specific examples instead of just general stuff. And we're going to start with how do you share crafts with your family? For me, it's really like I think the biggest sharing moment happens when I make things for my family. I don't mm. I don't think there's much chance that I'm going to convert my husband into sewing his own pants, but I will <laughs> certainly try and, <laughs> um, and tempt him. But I think that's really kind of the the moment when we um, when we kind of share the the handmade. Um, I uh -huh. learned how to sew from my mom, um, and my grandma was also very active um, sewer and knitter. And so I feel like um, those kinds of that interest was handed to me at a really young age. Um, I do. I did. Um, I totally jumped the gun and bought my daughter her first little purple Janome sewing machine. Oh, I think oh. it was, I think it was the Christmas she was turned four and a half, which is like so way young to oh, yeah. <laughs> um, try to teach someone to use a sewing machine. And now um, I think she's, you know, finally almost ready to, to start using it. Um, but she is, she is very into it. Um, so I'd say that's, those are kind of the main main things by giving handmade gifts. Um, and then eventually when my daughter's ready, when I'm ready, um, we'll, we'll probably sew together. Oh, that's so sweet. Do you think yeah. there's any chance you'll sew with your sons too, or you think it's you just going to be the girl? They are really interested in it. They really like the serger because, you know, it has a knife mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and it goes like, through, you know, <laughs> it's so fast and it makes a lot of noise. So they, they come in very often and I, I put them to work. I've, um, my daughter, I had her help, um, sewing masks, um, you know, just pinning and some basic tasks and some pressing, um, and my sons will, will, will help out too. They, they are excited about the pens because they're very sharp and dangerous. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they, I, I could see them and if they're into it, I will totally, um, I will totally teach them. I, I could, I could see it happening. It involves machines. So mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah. yeah, I think it depends on the kid, honestly. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah, well, I share my crafts the same, um, whereas like 
they tell me something that they want and then I make it for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because I don't, I like, no one really in my family, like my mom or my dad was like a, a sewer and my grandparents were, but um, they they passed when I was really young. So it, it didn't really, um, I guess my my one grandmother, I um, she kind of did, but it was, I don't know. I just wasn't raised kind of a, around it, but yeah, just how I share it with now is a lot of <laughs> just, I know even J- Julian's dad, he does a lot of kayaking and he wanted like a little sail cover and he's like, you can just like, just make a cover Look for this up. like little, like uh, this little spout in the, ki- I don't even know what it's called, but <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> but, but I think Julian's getting interested in starting to so for so for himself a little bit he Ooh. still wants to make that big onesie that so i promised him this week he says he's doing it today he just heard me <laughs> okay that is awesome yeah, he, he says he wants to film it as well as like a little special series or something <laughs> he can come he can become a men who's so celebrity yeah i mean there's some amazing um male sewists out there but i feel like there's there's room for more. Mm-hmm. Get that YouTube yeah. channel going. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, yeah, where I'm at now. How about you, Kate? So in my family, it's it's kind of funny. My mom, you know, she knew how to sew and she would do it on occasion. And she had other crafts that she did and, and did them on occasion. But she didn't really pick up her big craft, which is quilting, until I went to college, which is also mm-hmm. when I started to yeah. sew was yeah. was a little bit after I went to college. So we kind of came into our own um, favorite crafts at the same time, but they're kind of split. You know, she she does her quilting thing and I do my garment sewing thing. And I'm not going to say never the twain shall meet, but they don't meet very often. Mm-hmm. But I think it's I think it's nice for us because we can kind of get in touch with each other if I need any uh, quilting quilting expertise if I'm working on anything if I'm piecing something like I did not understand the concept of nesting until she showed me um so I can I can go to her for that and then if she has any questions about garment sewing if she has a interest in doing that at any point she can ask me and uh, we kind of trade that information back and forth and then of course my husband does so um yeah he is at, by his own um his own wording he is a hack um, so he's not so great at using patterns necessarily. He never uses the recommended amount of seam allowance. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of makes stuff up, but he, I, I mean, I'm actually really impressed by some of the things he does. He wanted to do a, a cowl neck, um, a, like a really deep cow, like a, a really, a, a cowl neck that was, that was long enough to actually be like a hood, like actually go up onto the top of his head and then kind of sit under his chin. And I was like, I don't think that's going to work. I mean, here's how you do it, but I don't know that that's good. And he did it and it looks fine. And I was really impressed. So um, he still comes to me fairly regularly for um, advice. And he sometimes he doesn't know um, terms. So he'll come up to me. He'll be like, what does this mean? And I'll have to explain it to him. And um, so so we get to kind of share that back and forth. And sometimes we help each other out with projects and yeah, it's a really nice thing to be able to to share with him, even though he sews a lot less than I do. He he uh-huh. goes through little spurts where, where he'll sew a bunch and then he'll be frustrated. So he'll stop for a while. Yeah. So that's family. How do you share crafts with your friends? 
I try to be as much of an enabler as possible at all times. Um, <laughs> and, you know, whenever we go, I, you know, I've done I've done some trades with um, other kind of crafty, artsy friends, which has been kind of awesome. Um, but I also, you know, I wear my stuff and I they ask me, did you make that? Yes, I did. It wasn't that hard. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I have actually been thinking about I've had a couple people ask um, in the neighborhood to do kind of a um, like a sewing, like a group session, not necessarily classes, but like an open mm-hmm. workshop where people could yeah. come and you could help them out. They could be making whatever they want to make. Um, and then I could see myself doing that um, in the future when I have a little bit more free time and people can be together again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I don't think there's I haven't had too many wins on the converting people to sewing but i definitely talk about it a lot and um you know do what i can to kind of like get rid of the stigma that it has to be perfect you know oh yeah people know it's you know it's a process it's very forgiving and um and just do what i can to kind of you know be the person that people know who sews so they can they know who to come to when they have uh-huh. questions or they want to you know take some next steps mm-hmm. so uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love to have, um, you know, friends over to sew. I've, I've had a couple times where, you know, I set up some machines and it's like an evening and there's wine and cheese and it's like so much fun. And, um, I've even like kind of lent out a few sewing machines. A couple friends have really taken to, to sewing and I love that. And it's kind of like, I, I think at the saying, like, you know, when you teach a, a man to, if you give a man a fish, then he'll eat for one day. What if you teach, like, he eats for a while? Is that the saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. if you teach him to yeah, fish, he'll eat fish. for his yeah. entire life. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> along those lines. And so, kind of, because I get, I'm sure you do too, so many requests for gene hems and alter, and I just mm-hmm. hate doing it. So, if you just, even if they want to just come over and use my machines and hang out while they do it themselves or, even if you want me to do it, at least come over and hang out with me while I'm doing it because it is sometimes hard to get like one-on-one time with my friends and stuff. So I, I try and share, um, you know, with them that way. If, Mm -hmm. you know, someone has a few alterations or they want to make something, I'm just like, yeah, come over. Like, don't, don't just ask me. And even if you're, oh, I hate when people say like, oh, I'll pay you. It's like, no, like it's, it's not that it's like the, it's really the the time. time. I'd rather just, out with you mm-hmm. and like I'll make this for you or do that just you know bring me a bottle of wine and just have mm-hmm. it with me while we're together and yeah. <laughs> maybe more so after it's done with yeah, it might not be the best job <laughs> while doing it but so that's how I, I share it's kind of um I like that uh aspect because it is sometimes hard just um especially in the big city in Toronto if constantly if you want want to hang out with friends you're always you know feel like you need to go to expensive like bars and rest mm-hmm. and so it's a good way to hang out and save money too yeah yeah. Awesome. yeah so um my best friend uh abby is somebody i met when we worked together in a costume shop at a local theater here in um, the denver area the arvada center if anybody locals knowing about that um and So we were friends working there together for several years, and then we have continued to be friends after we both left that costume shop work. Um, And I think it's it's really interesting because she uh, she works uh, doing wedding dress alterations and and sales. She she has a 
complicated job at a at a local wedding shop. But um, so she has a lot. She sews a lot during her day. Um, and she has lots of really, really fascinating stories that she'll tell me about things that she has to do and play, things that she has to rebuild and alterations she has to do and all this stuff. And it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And I think it's valuable for her to have somebody to talk to who really understands the process. Like if she says, I have to, you know, do X, Y, and Z, I understand what X, Y, and Z means a lot more than her husband or my husband for that matter. And so I can sit there and commiserate with, you know, I had to, you know, take this overskirt and make it into a bolero jacket. And, you know, the whole idea of that is uh, so it's it's really fun to to share that with her. And she doesn't do a whole lot of sewing um, for herself or outside of work, because when you sew all day at work, one of the things that you don't necessarily want to do is so after work, except for Meg, you apparently like to do it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm staring uh, at this these uh, projects that are cut behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I think the wedding dress stuff can be a lot more intense and, oh, yeah. and emotional. I, can't I think even there's imagine. a lot of emotional oh, oh. work around it. Um, totally. Yeah. And and so yeah, she she uh, she'll she'll make uh, costumes for her kids, which I always love to to see that happen too. So. Um, we share that together. And then um, I have another friend who I actually years and years ago taught to cross stitch. And we would have these sessions where I'd just go over to her house and we'd sit on her sofa and we'd both cross stitch on our own projects and chat all evening and, um, you know, laugh at the cats and just generally have a, a lovely, mellow cross stitching evening, which I always thought um, was a really nice. I don't know. That's a nice little aspect to our friendship. Um, she has she has kid now, kids now, and and we don't really do that anymore. But um, it was a it was a great little section of my life when we got to do that all the time. Uh-huh. So um, both those people um, are were kind of friends of mine. Well, with Abby, it was it was definitely because we were both doing the same job, but that involved sewing. But. Um, those were sort of independent friends. I'm wondering, do you have any friends in your life that you only know because of sewing or some other craft that you do? Well, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Okay. Anybody other than us? <laughs> I was thinking about all of my Instagram friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. you've got a big collection well, of those. Well, and I feel like, um, you know, I've got, I've been thinking about a lot about Instagram lately, but I've got kind of my personal Instagram page and I've got my sewing Instagram page. And I tend to think of like, those are just my sewing people. Um, and like, you know, but it's a very supportive community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so hard because you do have to keep in mind, like you're only seeing this one little slice of people's lives that they want to share. But at the same time, like, there's a deeper connection happening there in a lot of cases. And I really do consider some of those people, my friends, you know, who Mm -hmm. will send you a DM and ask you how you're doing and check in on you or, you know, just, um, I, I do feel like you're seeing their sewing life, but you, you learn a lot about them through that. Mm -hmm. And you eventually come to know more about their family and their personal situation. And, I don't know. So I feel like I would definitely put my Instagram people 
um, in that category. And I would definitely call them friends. Good. I'm, yeah. I would have called them friends too. So yeah. um, I'm, gl- I'm glad yeah. you did. I mean, it's just, I think sometimes, you know, it you do have to kind of like step back and think, okay, how much do I actually know about these people? Right. And sometimes I it's think- a lot and you feel like a stalker, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, I do, I do. There's a lot of like pretty genuine back and forth happening, yeah. particularly well, in the sewing community. I, I believe that online friends are real friends. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly there's, there's a level of, this person is somebody I just, you know, do that's beautiful comments on. And then there are people that you have a deeper connection with. And, yeah. Um, you know, there are different levels. Um, for me, I have, I can think of one very specific person. Um, I actually met at a Osque event, the original uh, Quilt and Sew Expo, uh, or I guess it's Sew and Quilt Expo, um, back when um, I was, I was actually there with Meg and, um, and our old boss and we were doing a whole event sort of situation. And we were doing this um, game where we were um, we were kind of doing a, we have to do a, we have half hour to sew a thing. You remember that, man? It was like a relay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a relay. Oh, yeah. That and was one awesome. of the people that I was participating with, we just hit it off like just instantly. And she, we both liked cosplay. We both had kind of the same sense of humor. Oh, yeah. And we just had such a good time. And we actually were Facebook friends now. And um, I haven't actually checked in with her to see she was planning on doing a, a trip out here in June and we were going to go out to dinner. But I don't nice. know if that's still going to happen with the thing. So um, I think that's kind of that's kind of cool. So, totally yeah. cool. Totally. I, know, I, love, friends. I love meeting up with online friends in person. Kind of a different mm-hmm. topic. But um, I think that's when. Yeah. Like that's when you realize there's probably a lot more to this person than I even realized. And I don't know. It's it's kind of awesome, though, when when you yeah. can kind of extend that. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. Yeah. All lots right. Sewing online friends. It's good. Mm-hmm. And one more, just because it's me. How do you share your crafts with your pets? Oh, <gasps> oh. Um, I, <laughs> they both look over their shoulder for their pets. I know. I was like, well, I just like always there, of, like <laughs> scraps and fabric strips with my cat. Oh yes, he likes to play with them. Um, share my space with my pets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because they love to be in my sewing room. But I haven't. I don't make them a lot of projects. I probably should. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it's okay if you don't. I'm just curious how they how they interact with your sewing life. I mean, they get in the way a lot of times, but <laughs> yeah. How about you, Meg? Taken, um, you should see, I have uh, like 20 Berta magazines and I keep them like in a organized uh, on the, but I have no more space, but on the floor and every single one of them is just chewed up the sides. And <laughs> if I had my, I had my paper, like um, my PDF, when all my printed patterns, like on the floor for a second, I needed something underneath it and she just chomped off corners like uh bunny would never never did that but she is just so she eats my paper patterns and my birda magazines and <laughs> she lays <laughs> she, yeah she lays and i guess I, I i say i make her a bed but i really just like sewed a square of fuzzy fabric and laid it on the floor but she loves it she's there every single day and yes yeah, she just loves the space like she's just right behind me so that's how i share yeah. Oh, and just for, I just, this just um, came to mind as we were talking about kind of sharing. It's not, um, 
but for fabric and kind of sharing it with friends, uh, my one friend who um, started sewing again, she is a little uh, one-year-old and she asked me for various fabric scraps because um, to develop uh, her child's, her son's um, like uh, touch sensory, he mm-hmm. likes touching yeah. different things. So I gave her, I cut squares of all Fun. like, like minky and stuff. And he, she's like, he loves the double gaw and like, so <laughs> just kind of sharing it with friends, kind of extending to, you know, if for scrap fabric, that's kind of sharing it. Um, so yes. I just thought that was so cool and he's just yeah, that's like awesome. different things yeah. yeah i'm sorry that i related that to how you share with your pets oh, no, no, no. That, that was definitely a, a jump back in the conversation and not not calling your friend's child a pet at all that was more so on me thinking of it as we were talking more on me to say sorry Well, of course, my cats love to help me with my sewing. Um, They like to lay on my fabric. Um, Actually, Maggie likes to play with my fabric while I'm laying it out. She will roll around Mm -hmm. on it and grab it with her paws and like nuzzle it and just do her very, very best to mess it up. Um, Romulus likes to get on the ironing board and uh, be in the way there. He also likes Mm -hmm. to try to eat pins. Um, So we're working on teaching him not to eat. I know. I have to keep my pin cushions upside down because otherwise he just pulls them out and then tries to swallow them. Um, So no, no worries. As far as I know, he's never successfully done it. But man, he will he will just keep trying. He really will. And of course, when I uh, knit or crochet, they very much like to attack the yarn and lay on it, but also attack it. And also steal the yarn balls if I'm not careful and run around the house with them and leave a long trail of yarn that is then wrapped around every possible table leg and chair wheel in the house that I have to then try to untangle it from. So they share my crafts in many useful, helpful ways. So useful. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love them and I'm always entertained when they're doing something horrible to my to my crafting (laughs) what can Mm -hmm. i say all right anybody have any additional thoughts about sharing crafts with people in your lives i don't think so i i just i do think about it like i i do try to be a sewing cheerleader you know like tell people this is it's fun it's a creative outlet it's fulfilling you're making something that you can use and I feel like I can always do that more. And I think that that's going to be really um, important after the um, quarantine situation, just as people, you know, so many people have either bought new sewing machines to get Mm. started with masks um, and then, or dusted off their sewing machine. And I I definitely feel like um, it's a pretty exciting moment to be thinking about sharing our love for sewing. So. I I need more I need more sewing swag like I need some more I have a couple sewing t-shirts but mm-hmm. like I want to be and and every time I wear them out people talk to me about sewing um so you know I I just I think it's an interesting moment for it and also you know for people I'm like I haven't been bored at all people I'm at home know. you know I've got I've got three small children to keep alive and feed but I also like you know, it's, it's been highly entertaining. It's probably eased a lot of my stress. And I I feel like, you know, 
it, that would be something, a good thing to share with people in my life. Definitely. Yeah. Totally agreed. Well, with that, shall we jump into Sojo? Let's do mm-hmm. it. All right. I love this portion of the show. This is when we talk about our current sewing inspiration. And Meg, since it sounds like you are sewing up a storm, what wow. is your Sojo this week? Well, um, I just printed out like a little, I want to make like a cross between like a jacket and a cardigan. I just need more. I've been just mm. sewing a bunch of willow tanks and like the Inhero shells, um, Intero shells, sorry. Uh, and I just need more. I, I don't need quite like a jacket, but a, I just need more layering pieces. When yeah. I'm going out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually, I forgot I did actually make a cardigan too this weekend. What? A knit cardigan. Yeah. So, yeah, it brings it up to four tops, a cardigan, and a pair of pants. Oh, my gosh. Now I just, yeah, cut out. So now I'm working on, like, a little jacket. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Kate? Okay, well, uh, I'm still kind of uh, chewing over some hacks in my brain. But also, a friend of mine brought up the desire to um, do a group cosplay for a oh, uh, very wow. popular anime once we can all get together again. You know, the idea being you work on it during quarantine. And then yeah. when quarantine's over, we all get together, do a big photo shoot, something like that. So I'm kind of toying around with that idea. I'm not sure if I'm going to join in or not. If I am, I'm going to be doing something relatively simple. Um, but if I don't do that, then the next thing that is giving me Sojo is this hack I'm thinking that I might do with the Zadie jumpsuit, which is not very complicated. It's mostly just making it into a romper. Would that be cute? I feel like it would be cute. Search the hashtag. I know people have made it into a romper. Well, and I think, I think it's really just about taking the pants shorter and then using the short sleeve um, version. So it's not like complicated hacking. It's just, a little bit of hacking. And I think I've got enough fabric to do it on a roll that I picked up from Colorado Fabrics. So kind of excited nice. about that. Nice. Yeah, that will totally work. That'll be like a different style for you, I feel like. I know. Yes, it will. It'll I be a very it. different style. I, I'm so excited to see it. Oh, oh gosh, now I've got to do it. Yeah, you <laughs> do. Like, yeah, you this do. Why I haven't told you about it yet. I've been thinking about it for like two weeks. <laughs> like, that is oh, so fun. If I tell them, I'm going to have to do it. Yes. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm committed now. I guess I gotta have I have to go buy the pattern. Mm-hmm. <sighs> nice. You know, I have so many things that I want to sew, but I have discovered that I have all of a sudden become really precious about all my fabric. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I actually I have some fabric for a Zadie jumpsuit that I bought in um London last fall and mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I think I'm just thrown for a loop because I'm wearing such different stuff now. I'm like, what do I even wear anymore? What do I want to wear this summer? Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I I just feel a little bit thrown for a loop. So I was second guessing that. And also I have a, um, a Roscoe blouse dress hack that I've been, um, toying with, but it's using some of my, um, eye cat from Atakri. And again, like just started to feel super special and precious about it. So I think yeah. I just have to, but you know what? Every time I do this, I get something with a particular project in mind and then I hem and haw and then I come back to my original plan and make it 
and it's beautiful and lovely. So that's probably <laughs> what I'll end up doing. So you're just going after. you're just going through your cycle right now. I, I really someday I'll learn that like that is part of my cycle. But um yeah. so I'm 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 feeling a little bit of um paralysis on the making front, but I think um I think I'll it'll it'll work itself out. Yeah. It'll yeah. Happen. I know I get like any everything that I've been sewing lately has only been made out of like offcuts of other projects. I get yeah. really like yeah, you just don't you're just saving it for like a piece of fabric that is like new that hasn't been cut into before. I know. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem is, you know, I order something or get it with something in mind and then if I don't make it right away, it sits there oh, it and sits then there I think about like, all the other things that it could be. Yeah, you just need to cut it right away. Yeah. But I will say too, like I talking about all my, um, fabric online fabric purchases, I don't have a huge stash. Like I tend to make what I was planning to make with fabric that I bought. And I do like, I burn through it pretty quick. Apparently (laughs) (laughs) it's like burns a hole in my pocket until I, you know, can sew something up with it, but so fun. Thanks you guys. Um, let's hop into sew and tell for the last episode. We asked you, what's your favorite way to hack a pattern? And we got some great responses. Meg, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So Ricky sews on Instagram commented, I like changing the neckline or combining the top from one pattern with a skirt of another. Love, love, love pattern hacking. I combined two patterns recently and also slash and spread using an image I found on Pinterest to guide me. I'd like to try more of that in the future. Nice. nice. Pinterest is a good breeze. So like there's mm-hmm. tons of really cool visual pattern hacks that are really cool. I love that. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Like, it's like you don't even need a pattern. You see the picture of how someone oh, yeah. altered something and you yeah. just get experimental with it. I love it. <laughs> um, we also heard from um, Fostering Sewing, who said, I like to switch out sleeve styles oh. and also turn shirts into dresses. Hashtag, mm. you can hack it. Yes. I love it. Can. I love yeah. it. That's I, a great I do that a bunch. I, I, do the shirt to dress hack quite a bit. Yeah, um, you do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like it's easy if you're doing something that's kind of bigger and boxy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you can get a lot of mileage out of patterns that way. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. We also heard from Pianja I Stugan, who said, I haven't yet bought a pattern for overalls. Couldn't afford it last summer. Just hacked different trouser patterns and improvised the bibs yeah. and straps. Which is oh, I love genius. that. Yeah. I know I've even seen some hacks where like the bib is attached with buttons so you oh. can take it off, mm. which I love. Oh, cute. Yeah. I yeah, I think there's like overalls are having a moment again. Oh, I feel like I there's a lot them. of um pinafore and jumpsuit style overalls yeah. out there right now. And too many new patterns coming out right now, you guys. Oh, I know what that me. one. You just said it was a Hey Jude handmade with their yeah. those overalls. Oh, the Greer jumpsuit. To die for. So to die cute. for. So, so cute. I have some lime green linen that's on its way in. I think what? I have an idea for it. <laughs> that's lime so green amazing. linen. Oh, I'm jealous. I know. Yeah. That's perfect. That's a perfect combo. Yeah. Um. All right. So for this episode, we want to know what's your best online fabric buying tip? 
um, you yeah. can email us directly or comment on our Instagram feed and maybe we will pick your answer to read. And yeah, I'm really interested to hear what other tips yeah, there are tips. out there. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I think we all kind of learn by trying and yes, we've, uh, we've, we've learned our things, but I want to know what you guys have learned from your fails or successes. And let yeah. me know where you can get interface uh, interfacing in stock yeah. right now. Meg's on the hunt. Meg definitely needs that. I ch- <laughs> everywhere it's sold out. It's like there's a shortage of interfacing right now. Anyways. Terrible. That is terrible. Well, all right, you guys, that was a fun show. And now I want to go do some fabric shopping. Oh, I know. <laughs> but you always want to go do some fabric shopping. Pretty much. I it's my other hobby. <laughs> I I'm just picturing all the tabs of with full oh carts on your phone. Oh That's so funny. Yeah. And I should I probably like that. hand oh. it off to my children and be like, oh, they accidentally bought them all. Oh, oh. <laughs> and see, I'm just looking up at my stash that I need to actually work on and I'm like, no, no, you cannot Don't do, do it. it. Don't do it, Kate. Don't do it. So we'll see how brave I'll be. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, you guys. Good nice conversation. Talking, yeah. As always. Yeah. Take good care. Until next time. Yep. Stay healthy. Happy stitching. Happy stitching. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the so-and-tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. 